ഹമദുലഹിമുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹു
50 years, 60 years of life in this world and it has all, it has, it is all gone past me. And now I have another year ahead of me, 1445. What do I want to achieve if Allah allows me to live this entire year? Because if we look back at the 9th of Muharram, 1444, there were many people, mashallah, that were so excited they would see the 10th of Muharram, 1444, but they never knew that that was the last month of Muharram they would witness in this world. In fact, many of them, very possible, they, they, never, they saw a very small portion of the year. Most of the year they spent beneath the surface of the earth. So, life and death is only in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But we have an opportunity in front of us. Another year of worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another month of Ramadan. Another season of Hajj. So many opportunities. A whole year of worship lies ahead of each and every one of us. What do we want to achieve? That's the most important thing. Because if we just live in for the day and we just live in for the moment, then we need to prioritize and we need to re-strategize of where are we headed towards. Every day that the sun rises and the sun sets, nobody knows which day will be the last sunrise or the last sunset. That's only in the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it is these opportunities that we need to take to better ourselves as individuals, to gain ultimate success. Success is something which every single person aspires for. We all want to achieve success. But the question is, what is the definition of success? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran, فَمَنْ زُحْزِهَا عَنِ النَّارِ وَأُدْخِلَ الْجَنَّةِ فَقَدْ فَازِ That person who managed to live their life in this world in such a manner that their obedience to Allah earned them salvation from the fire of hell. فَمَنْ زُحْزِهَا عَنِ النَّارِ Whoever managed to save themselves from the punishment of the fire and because of their effort, they are now entered into paradise. Allah says, Those are the most successful individuals. They have achieved ultimate success. But as human beings, everyone wants to be successful. The question is, what is that definition of success? Is it only material progress in this world? Is it only uh, progress with regards to knowledge of the world? What is success? When we look at the world that we live in today, everyone is aspiring towards it. You ask a man, you want to be successful? The answer is yes. Who wants to fail? Who wants to be second best? No one. Everybody wants to attain success. But the question is, what is your definition of that success? Because if success was only with regards to material progress in this world, then the vast majority of human beings are all unsuccessful by that measure of success. There has to be something greater. There has to be something deeper. There has to be something broader. Otherwise, think about it. The reality is most people will be considered as unsuccessful. Allah has given us a definition of success. The Prophet ﷺ has outlined what is the hallmark of success. And in fact, he even conditioned the minds of the companions because we more or less all think the same as human beings. There was an occasion where the Prophet ﷺ was seated with his companions and one person walked past the gathering. The person that walked past the gathering was one of the very high-ranking individuals of the people of Mecca, of the Quraysh. Very wealthy, very influential individual. And as he was walking past, the Prophet ﷺ noticed him. The Prophet ﷺ was well aware of that individual's accolades and achievements. But then he asked the companions, he said, ما رأيك في هذا الرجل? Oh, my companions tell me, what you'll think of this individual walking by? So they all turned around, they looked at the man, and then they gave the honest opinion to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and they said, "O Nabi of Allah, rajulum min ashraf nas. O Nabi of Allah, this man 
is a very high ranking individual well respected person and then they further elaborated and they said to the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam this man when he talks everyone listens when this man intercedes on anybody's behalf his intercession will be accepted immediately and if this man has to propose for any person's daughter before he even proposes the answer will be yes everyone will be too excited to have him as a son in law the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam listened to their opinion and he remained silent a few moments later another person walked past the gathering and then the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam asked the same question to his companions they tell me what's your opinion with regards to this man that's walking by so they all turned to look at the individual they recognized him and they said oh nabi of allah there's not much we can tell you about this man this is a, this is a simple ordinary person from amongst us he's a man that's not influential in any way whatsoever and then they said oh nabi of allah if this man talks nobody will listen even if he shouts nobody will listen they all will turn a deaf ear and he said the last thing anybody would want was for an individual like this to propose for their daughter it will be declined immediately so then the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said to his companions he said oh my companions you all have expressed your honest opinions about both the people that i asked you all with regards to but i need to inform you all that the second person that walked past this gathering the man that you all said is not influential nobody will give a hearing to even if he shouts nobody will listen and nobody would ever anticipate or would want him to propose for their daughter for their daughter's hand in marriage the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said this man is better than a whole world full of the former individual what's the definition of success and let's think about it today who would i want to propose for my daughter who would i, I want and i would aspire to be my son in law is it what the world considers as the best individual or the most suited companion or is it the one that allah considers as the best individual the prophet says whenever he said he is better he said he is better than a whole world full of the former individual what is the definition of success the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam molded the mindset of the companions that listen there's something deeper there's something broader than material gain than material success in this world it's about success before allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is the most fundamental because there's so many people that perhaps have attained a lot with regards to material success in this world but they have a hollowness within their soul they are lacking something deep within their hearts there's no fulfillment there's no enjoyment there's no contentment there's absolute restlessness there's depression somebody told me something very interesting the other day and perhaps those in the medical field will attest to it or they can refute it but by and large how many people that have been deprived materially in this world are on depression medication have you ever thought about that how many people that have less of this world have sleepless nights think about it seriously more the the more the people progress in this world and the more material success comes our way sometimes it ends up making us more restless we more anxious we uneasy constantly we always searching we always restless no calmness no contentment no inner joy there are those that have it mashallah because we got to draw the balance when you look at the companions of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam some of them gain materially more than we can ever imagine but it was the focus of their hearts and their mind that was in the right direction they knew they got a greater goal they knew they have something much more important to obtain and that is the pleasure of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that was the core focus the world came by the way as one of the narrations of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam tells us that when it comes to the wealth of this world allah gave wealth 
to everyone. There was no, what you call it, uh, preference when it comes to the material gain of this world. Allah gave the dunya to those that believe in him. Allah gave the world to those that totally disbelieve in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those that deny the existence of Allah, Allah gave them wealth as well. But when it came to his love and his recognition, Allah exclusively chose who he will give that to. And fortunate are those individuals that have managed to attain both. When we make dua, what do we say? Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana. Oh Allah, give us the best of the world. But at the same time, wa fil akhirati hasana. Oh Allah, you gave us in this world, don't deprive us in the year after. Give us the best of the year after as well. So the definition of success is something that we always need to question ourselves with regards to. I want to be successful, but what is my definition of success? Have I managed to obtain the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Because it's not what the world thinks about you. It is what Allah thinks about you. And every single individual has their unique relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every single person has their link with Allah. It's a special bond between you and Allah. He knows you better than you know yourself. Allah knows the effort that you're making. Allah knows what you want to achieve. Allah knows what's in your heart. Allah knows what's in your mind. Keep focusing on that. Don't worry about what, what's the opinion of the whole world. Because really that doesn't matter. We look at another example from the time of the Prophet ﷺ. There was a companion by the name of Zahir radiallahu anhu. Very simple companion of the Prophet ﷺ. Poor individual. One day he's walking in the marketplace. And the Prophet ﷺ comes from behind him. And the Prophet ﷺ places his blessed hands over the eyes of this companion from the back. Playing fools with him, having a light-hearted moment with him. So the Prophet ﷺ covers his eyes and then the Prophet ﷺ makes an announcement in the middle of the marketplace. May yashtari abd. The Prophet ﷺ says, who's ready to purchase this slave? Now this companion, obviously the moment he heard the words of the Prophet ﷺ, in fact the moment he felt the, 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 the blessed hands of the Prophet ﷺ on his face, he knew exactly who it was. That was the very same palm regarding which Anas radiallahu anhu said that I have not felt any silk or any material or anything softer and smoother than the palms of the blessed Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Now how lucky was that face that had the blessed palm of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam on it. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi covers his eyes and says, May yashtari al abd. Who is ready to buy the slave? Zahir was just a poor companion. He was not a slave. And the Prophet was making a joke. He said, who is ready to buy the slave? To purchase the slave? But this companion says to the Prophet O Nabi of Allah, if you were to sell me, you would run at a loss. Who is going to buy me? Who is going to even think of purchasing me? He said to the Prophet O Nabi of Allah, you are going to run at a loss. Nobody is going to even... Put an offer to buy me. And then the Prophet said, Oh Zahir, let me tell you, you are priceless before Allah. Maybe nobody will buy you in this world. And nobody will consider putting an offer to purchase you in this world. But I promise you, you are priceless before Allah. Am I priceless before Allah? Are we priceless before Allah? That's what matters. That's what we need, what we need to work towards. We write at the beginning of a new year, 1445. Allah I want to work on my relationship with you this year. Oh Allah, I want to be priceless before your eyes. I want to be successful in your eyes. Work towards that success. And as I said, every person has their unique relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everybody has their strengths. 
Some people are good at things that others are not. You know what's your strength. You work on that. That's your link between you and between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As one scholar said very nicely, he said, always have a link between you and between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There must be something that is special between you and between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you know, there's, there's an inspiring incident with regards to this aspect of having that special link or a special bond between you and Allah, a road that's exclusively for you and your creator. So the story goes as follows, that there was a, a group of what we would term as highway robbers. So they would rob people that would be passing on that road, take their provisions and enjoy whatever the spoils were or whatever they managed to steal. So on one occasion, there was a great scholar that was actually traveling on this road. And these highway robbers robbed this, this, this scholar and his whole family. Now when they robbed them, they take in all their food, they take in all their provision. So when they took the food, those days were not like nowadays. It wasn't like, you know, that, that hectic crime where it was violent and it was a threat to a person's life. They probably were not even, there wasn't guns and ammunition in those days. So anyway, they would just rough you up a little bit, intimidate you, take whatever you want and there was no real law enforcement. You can't make a call and phone the police or get aid to you immediately. So they take the food from these people and then they sit down and they start to eat the food. Now, while they're eating the food, one of the robbers, that person is not eating. So the person, the scholar that was robbed, he is noticing this. He's saying, okay, right, they stole our food. They're sitting not so far away from us. Everybody's eating. One person is not eating. So he goes up to them. And he asked the person, why are you not eating? So guess what the man says? He says, I'm fasting. So the scholar started laughing. He said, hey, hold on. You just robbed me. And now you say you're fasting. So then this person said something very thought-provoking. He said, I like to keep a door open between me and between Allah. Because one day Allah might allow me to enter through that door. Think about that. The man was a, a, a robber. He was a rogue. He was doing something wrong. But at the same time, he's fasting. And he said, I want to keep a door open between me and between Allah so that one day Allah will allow me to enter through that door. And this incident was now over. So the scholar himself narrates this incident. And he says years later, maybe 20 or 30 years down the line, the same scholar is making tawaf of Baytullah. And while making tawaf of the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he sees a man engaged in intense worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from a distance. And he gets closer, he says, I know this face man, where have I seen this man before? And he gets closer and he gets closer, he looks at the man and then he says, hey, this is the same man that robbed me all those years ago. And then he goes up to that individual and he says, hey, what's happening? You here in front of the Kaaba, you're looking like a totally different individual, you're worshipping Allah. So the robber, ex-robber if we can say, he also recognized the scholar that he once robbed. And he looked at the man and he said, Allah changed my life. And he said, you remember that time I told you I'm fasting when everybody else was not fasting. You laughed at me and I told you that I like to keep a door open between me and between Allah so that one day Allah might allow me to enter through that door. Allah has brought that day to fruition. My whole life has changed. I don't do anything that would displease Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now my life is dedicated only to pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do you have that door between you and between Allah? One day Allah will allow you to enter it. Make effort towards it. It's a new year. Have some direction. Have some vision. Allah, I want to attain your pleasure. Allah has made everything possible for us to attain his pleasure. All you got to do is just work towards it. And as I said, every person has their own unique strength. Some people are just passionate about dua. They love to make dua. That's your strength. That's your door between you and between Allah. Some people love to engage in the dhikr and the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. MashaAllah, there's so many people that have these uh, the counters 
on their hand and they engaged in the dhikr of Allah. Don't underestimate that good deed. That's your door between you and between Allah. Some people have a habit. It's, even if it's a small amount, every day they must give a little bit of charity in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's your door between you and between Allah. Treasure it. Build on it. Value it. Allah will allow you to enter through that door. Whatever is your strength. Some people love to feed other people. That's your door between you and between Allah. Treasure it. Work on it. Take pride in doing it. Never underestimate any good deed. Who doesn't have flaws? Who doesn't have weaknesses? None of us are perfect. Every one of us have our vice. We're not worthy of that which Allah has given us. But we have something that we're working towards. And we want to be successful in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's not the definition of success in this world. It is the definition of success that has been outlined by the Quran and Sunnah. Whoever has managed to save themselves from the fire of hell and, has, and will be entered into paradise are the most successful individuals. And in another verse in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala invites us to trade with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, O you who believe, Hal adullukum ala tijaratin tunjikum min adabin alim. O you who believe, let me show you a trade that will ultimately save you from the painful punishment of the year after. When it comes to trade, there's profit and loss. But never when it comes to trade with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there ever any loss it is only profit so allah wants you to trade with him allah is doing a deal with every single believer and allah says let me show you a trade that will save you from a painful punishment and then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says number one billah. make sure your faith is intact with regards to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala believe in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala know that allah is the only one that is the doer nothing can be done without the permission of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that you need to strive in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with your wealth and with your life. That's what Allah tells you. The life that I've given you and the wealth that I've given you, strive in my path. Strive to please me. That's all you need to do. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you the results of the success of that trade. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says if you do this, if you believe in me and you strive with your wealth, and your life in this world, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that he will enter you into paradise. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you the best of the year after. And Allah says, That is the grand success. As I said earlier, every single person, ask a small child, you want to be successful? Yes, I want to be the most successful. Ask a ma the, the, the adult, you want to be successful? Yes, I want to be successful. But what is the child's definition of success? What is the adult's definition of success? And what is the Quran and Sunnah's definition of success? If they both are the same, those are successful individuals. If it's contrast to one another, then we're actually heading in the wrong direction. And as I said, the material progress and gain of this world is not fulfilling. Really, it's not fulfilling. Worshipping Allah is the most fulfilling aspect of our existence. And think about it. So how many people perhaps set goals for themselves? If I reach this level in life, I'm sorted out. You probably surpass that level 10 times over and you're still a restless human being. You said, if I manage to attain this amount, I'm going to be sorted out. I'm going to be happy. You're not happy. Why? Because what you base in your happiness on. So your success or your definition of success has to be aligned with the Quran and Sunnah. Then you're moving in the right direction. Then even if you have to incur difficulty or loss in this world, it's, it's not that it's not painful, but you have Allah with you. 
in that difficulty and hardship. You don't feel at a total loss. You don't feel like the whole world has now caved in upon you. You know that you have a greater vision. You know that you're aspiring for a success that is actually the most real success. And that is the success of the year after and attaining the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And for those that have just come in, let's re-repeat the incident that we mentioned of how the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he nurtured the minds of the companions with regards to what is success and what is not success. Because a man passed by the gathering of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he asked the companions, what you'll think of this man? And they said, oh Nabi of Allah, this is the most honored man in his community. This man, when he talks, everyone listens. When he says jump, people say how high in our uh, language. And then he sa they said that if this man has to propose for anyone's daughter, before he asks, it will be a yes. And the Prophet ﷺ remained silent. And then another individual walked by. And the Prophet ﷺ said, what's your opinion with regards to this man? And they said, oh Nabi of Allah, this man is not influential in any way. When he talks, everyone turns a deaf ear. If he has to speak, no one listens. If he has to propose for anyone's daughter, it will be a flat no. And the Prophet ﷺ said that this man is better than a whole world full of the former individual. Because what is the definition of success and greatness and respect and honor? It's not the world's definition, it is Allah's definition. And let's not forget the incident of the other companion that we mentioned, where the Prophet ﷺ said, May yashtari al-abd, who will purchase this slave? And he said, Oh Nabi of Allah, you're going to run at a loss. Nobody is going to want to buy me. And then he said, Oh my companion, by the qasam of Allah, you are priceless to Allah. You might not be worth much in this world, but you are priceless before Allah. So it's not your worth in this world or your net worth in this world. It's your net worth before Allah. That's all that matters and that's what you need to work towards. And as I said earlier, those that have managed to secure both, fantastic, brilliant. But if you're only winning in one direction and you're losing in another, then you need to ask yourself, which side are you losing on? If you're losing in this world and you're gaining before Allah, you're still the most successful individual. But if you are losing before Allah, and you're gaining in this world, then you're definitely in the wrong, di wrong direction. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all the understanding. May Allah grant us ultimate success in this world. And may Allah grant us ultimate success in the year after. Wa akhiru da'wanan alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. That is one important announcement, inshallah, tonight, the 10th of Muharram, the night of Ashura, there will be a program taking place in a masjid. We encourage all the brothers, inshallah, to attend. Brothers, if it's full at the back and there's a lack of space, there is provision in the hall, inshallah. We can make our, day, our way there for the salah. <laughs> اشهد ان محمد رسول الله اشهد ان محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاه حي على الصلاه حي على الوفلاء الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله
الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله واصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا اما بعد فيا ايها الناس وحدوا الله فان توحيد راس الطاعه واتقوا الله فان التقوى ملاك الحسنات وعليكم بالسنه فإن السنة تهدي إلى الإطاعة ومن أطاع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدى وإياكم والبدعة فإن البدعة تهدي إلى المعصية ومن يعص الله ورسوله فقد ضل وغوى وعليكم بالصدق فإن الصدق ينجي والكذب يهلك وعليكم بالإحسان فإن الله يحب المحسنين ولا تحب الدنيا فتكون من الخاسرين ألا وإن نفسا لن تموت حتى تستكمل رزقها فاتقوا الله واجملوا في الطلب وتوكلوا عليه فان الله يحب المتوكلين وادعوه فان ربكم مجيب الداعين واستغفروه يمددكم باموال وبنين اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وقال ربكم ادعوني استجب لكم ان الذين يستكبرون عن عبادتي سيدخلون جهنم داخلين بارك الله لنا ولكم في القران العظيم ونفعنا واياكم بالايات والذكر الحكيم انه تعالى جواد كريم ملك بر الرب الرؤوف الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئ أعمالنا. من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعة من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعصهما فإنه لا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على محمد وزواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر رضي الله تعالى عنه وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه وأستقوم حيان عثمان رضي الله تعالى عنه وقضاهم علي كرم الله وجهه وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنها والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنهما وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله رضوان الله تعالى عنه وعن كل الصحابة أجمعين اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادر ذنبا الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذ مرضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم وخير أمتي قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم اللهم انسر الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انسر المجاهدين المسلمين في كل مكان اللهم أيد الإسلام وأنصاره وأذل الشرك وأشراره اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل آخرتنا خيرا من الأولى اللهم انصر من نصر دين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وجعلنا منهم واخذل من خذل دين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ولا تجعلنا معهم عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى 
وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيثكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله العلي العظيم يذكركم وادعوه يستجب لكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون سيتن يوسفس الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين إن الأبرار لفي نعيم وإن الفجار لفي جحيم يصلونها يوم الدين وما هم عنها بغائبين وما أدراك ما يوم الدين ثم ما أدراك ما يوم الدين يوم لا تملك نفس لنفس شيئا والأمر يومئذ لله الله أكبر سمي الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله أكبر سمي الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله قال الله تعالى في شأن حبيبه إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم أعنا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك ربنا لا تزيغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب 
اللهم أنت السلام ومنك السلام تباركت ربنا وتعاليت يا ذا الجلال والإكرام ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم اشف مرضانا وارحم موتانا يا رب العالمين ربنا اغفر لنا ولإخواننا الذين سبقونا بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غل للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف رحيم اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك من نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذ من نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم سبحان ربنا رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين Thank <laughs> you.